This is episode 730 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's episode, adaptability, how to develop the right mindset to deal faster with changes. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found in the show notes. Are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge? Hey, don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content. Instead, sign up for the top 10 preparedness articles and get them right in your email. For $5 a month, you can get the top 10 articles from Prepper Website sent to your email weekly. You can choose to read them or drop them in the Pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day. The Buy Me a Coffee link to the top 10 are in the show notes. But even if you're not wanting to get the top 10, you should still visit my link and see what I'm doing over there. I'm using Buy Me a Coffee as my social media and connecting with others there. Before we jump into the article, I just want to give a quick shout out to my friends who are listening in the Czech Republic and in Jordan. So those are two that have popped up recently that are fairly new. So uh, to the new listeners there, welcome. Thanks for listening to the Prepper Website Podcast. And to all the regular listeners, thank you so much for being a part of the Prepper Website Podcast community. All right, so again this week, just because I wanted to do something a little bit different, I got into the Prepper Website archives and found a topic on adaptability. And I really was looking for that one specifically because what I see and what I think now, where we are now in society is that we're going to have to learn how to adapt. We're going to have to be flexible. We're going to need to be able to, hey, we were, you know, we were wanting this thing, but we're not able to get that. So we need to pivot and be able to come at it from this point of view or get this item or figure out a different way of doing it. So as I was going into the archives and listen, anybody can do this. You go over to prepperwebsite.com. You go over to the right hand uh, corner. You click on the drop down menu and you go to research topics. That's going to open up the Prepper website tag cloud. Every article for the last 10 years has been tagged and you can find anything specific to preparedness. Uh, You know that it's going to come from a preparedness website. So that's so much different than going to a search engine and typing it in. You're going to get what the search engine wants you to, to see. Well, you know that all the articles on Prepper website have somehow connection with, you know, uh, you know, preparedness, self-reliance, homesteading, somewhere along those lines, right? So when, as I was looking at the different articles in this one section, I stumbled ac- across one that uh, is, is kind of old. It's tw- from 2016. So we're looking at a, vi- you know, a six-year article here, but it's still very relevant because at that time things are changing, but things are changing even at a faster pace right now. So this one comes to us from the SHTF school. So you know in the past I've read a lot of articles from Selco, and usually those are coming to us from the organic prepper. So he writes over there and Daisy Luther, you know, posts his articles there. But this is his website, and for the longest time he had his own website, and he still actually he still has it. So it's still there. They're just not publishing new 
new articles there. I think the last one that they pub- published was in 2020. So uh, it was like right when the, I guess the pandemic and stuff w- was happening and the COVID thing was was going off. And so he shared a little bit there. Now he does have a, I mean, the website is active. He does have a boot camp that you can get involved with and all that different kind of stuff. So uh, I would highly recommend it that you go there. Um, there are, in this article, there are still a lot of links. And so you can you know, check out those links and different things like that. But this specific article is not found on his website right now. I had to go to web archive to, uh, to find this one. And, you know, because I have the link, because it was over on prepper website, then I can go ahead and find this, this article and share it with you. So again, this is coming from shtfschool.com. It was actually a guest post. But Selco does add some information to it at the end. And so I just want to remind you that, you know, English is not his first language. So in the writing aspect of it, that kind of comes out. So I, I try to correct some of that as I go. But for the most part, I don't always do a good job of that. So I just want to let you know that that is the case. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this one coming to us from SHTF School Adaptability, how to develop the right mindset to deal faster with changes. Far too many people today are overwhelmed by change. No matter whether the changes happen at work, at home, or elsewhere in the community, unproductive responses tend to be out of proportion to the actual situation. This is just one of many reasons why many preppers are starting to wonder about adaptability and what mindset will work best for dealing with a major crisis. Without a doubt, if you or others cannot manage a relatively minor situation without making it worse, how do you expect to manage situations that are much worse? In this article, you will learn about the fundamentals of adaptability and how to develop a healthy mindset that will enable you to deal with any situation effectively and efficiently. So what is adaptability? According to Gandhi, adaptability is not imitation. It means a power of resistance and assimilation. Managing a crisis situation requires the ability to know which actions to pursue and which ones to avoid. For example, if you are accustomed to taking a shower each day, adaptability during a hurricane may require you to change this activity. Here are the options you would need to evaluate and the level of adaptability required to pursue them. So you may decide to take a shower using tap water, despite warnings and indicators that the water is not safe to use. This choice requires simply following what you have always done or imitating past actions. It requires no change, yet carries a very high risk of making you sick or killing you because the world around you has changed drastically. You may decide not to take a shower using tap water, but choose to use some wet wipes that you happen to have on hand. Even though this choice is safer, it still requires very little in the way of making a change. It will work, however, everything depends on what you do or don't have on hand. As someone living in an area prone to hurricanes, you purchased a camping shower unit, but have never opened the box, let alone tried it out. On the surface, this may look like adaptability because you took action to prepare for a situation where you would not have adequate bathing water you still run a high risk of failing the adaptability test because the unit itself may not work properly or you may not have something else on hand to ensure the device will work. Finally, let's say you purchased the camping shower unit and have tested it out. You know it works perfectly and have everything on hand to take a shower at a moment's notice. 
As a seasoned prepper, you also made it your business to practice purifying water and retrieve it from moist air. This is the level of, of adaptability you should always strive for. Not only are you adjusting your actions to fit the circumstances, but you are resisting anything that keeps you from living as normal and as healthy a life as possible. Because you took the time to learn how to purify water and operate new equipment, you have also assimilated or taken in new information and devices that increase the chances of meeting your objectives. So what does an adaptable mindset look like and feel like? The adaptable mindset looks, feels, and is healthy. Here are some of the basic elements. So the first one is situation awareness and response. Again, these are what an adaptable mindset looks like and feels like. So again, number one, situational awareness and response. You are aware of everything going on around you without becoming distracted by unimportant things or taking them out of context. For example, you may be aware that four other people may be standing in, in a line at the checkout. However, you don't pay more attention to them than tending your own items. Then unusual or important details get your attention, but you do not overreact. Now, let's say you are standing at the checkout and of the four people in line with you, one person has just walked up and is wearing a hoodie and his or her jacket looks like it is stuffed with something heavy. Someone with a healthy, adaptable mindset will keep that person in their peripheral sight or use some other discreet means to observe them until it is certain that the person poses no threat. An adaptable person will also be aware of the fact that the heavy jacket could mean the person is carrying some kind of explosive device. That's kind of like goes to the extreme there, but you know, I would have said maybe is willing to steal something, right? Something along those lines. So then continuing on with this uh, train of thought, you respond quickly and appropriately to threatening stimulus. In the escalation of this scenario, let's say you are watching the person with the hoodie and are certain that he has pulled a knife from his pocket. At this point, any rational person would conclude that something bad is going to happen and force is going to be required to stop it. While it may not be appropriate to immediately use lethal force because the guy has a he, he has a bomb under his jacket, you can do any number of things, including try to disarm the person or try to take cover and call for help. A lot of how you handle this situation will depend on what tools you have on hand and the level of training you have to deal with these situations. The more you train and practice both mental and physical skills, the better chance you have of making the right decision and preventing yourself and others from being injured. There is no substitution for training your mind, body, instincts, reflexes, and emotions. You guys, I think that's important right there, um, that last sentence. And one of the reasons, you know, this article is coming from, uh, you know, and this, this one section here about the situational awareness I'm coming more from where we are right now in society with all the things that uh, we're dealing with, right? Uh, the mandates, we've got shortages, we have the economy, we have, you know, everything that you hear in the, the news, just everything that is going on. I think that there is no substitution, right? This last sentence for training your mind, body, instincts, reflexes, and emotions to understand that you need to be adaptable in this day and age where we're living in right now, right? You, you might not be happy. You might not be, you know, like all gung ho that the world is, you know, falling apart or whatever, but you still need to be at a level that you are feel, feel confident that you're able to adapt and be flexible in what, what we are doing and how to move forward with life. 
So number two in what an adaptable mindset might look like is this. Awareness of risk and dangers does not stop you from living a normal life. Again, that's what I was talking about. This includes being able to go out with friends and feeling safe in your home and outside of your home. You also choose appropriate tools, including weapons, to fit a specific situation and project a body language of confidence without being cocky. Again, a lot of this was thinking about, you know, a survival situation from having to deal with uh, some kind of force. I'm coming from where we are, right? In uh, using this and adapting this article, right? I guess adapting this article to where we are in life right now. So number three in what an adaptable mindset might look like is this. You have realistic goals and expectations. This includes financial expectations as well as where all of your skill sets are and what the optimal levels are for surviving catastrophic situations. When you have an honest and fair assessment of where you are, it is much easier to make plans to get where you need to go. So I think that's really important, knowing what you're capable of doing, knowing how far you're able to take things, knowing what you're able to repair, and being able to think through situations. So number four in your or in this adaptability mindset is have full emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, and social responses. Many people today think they must be without emotions or that everything must be based on logic. When you put these kinds of blinders on, then you never see answers that might work better. If you are feeling sad, then be sad. If you are angry, then be angry. It is fine to have emotions. Just don't get lost in them or stay in them for an abnormal period of time. Make sure that you know how to quickly move from one state of feeling or thinking to another and how to control your movement from one state to the desired one. Controlling stress levels is a key part of this process. Guys, I see that like crazy time right now. People's stress levels are off the chart. People are kind of like losing it. And I'm like, hey, come back and be able to adapt to what is going on. Right. For me, my faith kind of keeps me centered in, in all of that. And I think people need to find that. And then lastly, number five in this uh, adaptability mindset is this, that you are well connected to the world and community around you. One of the most important aspects of adaptability is that you can be comfortable with other people as well as when you are alone. You never know when teamwork will be required in a crisis or when you will have to gauge whether or not you can trust the other person. Being around other people is the only way to learn and develop good assessment skills. I truly love that. And I think that's really important for those of us coming from a self-reliant mindset. So know what your strengths and vulnerabilities are. There's no such thing as a person that doesn't have weaknesses and vulnerabilities. The key to being adaptable and surviving any situation is knowing where those weak points are in yourself and others. Next, you should know best how to use your strengths to compensate for areas that still need work. It is also very important to assess strengths and weaknesses in other people so that you all can benefit from pursuing tasks that best match each person's skills and capabilities. A highly adaptable person does not fear weakness and vulnerabilities. Rather, they see them as a challenge to accept, overcome, and work around as needed. And I love that, that again, that last sentence is really important, is knowing 
you know, accepting the challenges, accepting where we are right now. You might not be happy about it. You know, some people were like, you know, don't accept what's happening. Stop calling it the new normal. And I'm not saying all of that, right? I'm, I'm just not going with that. But what I'm saying is looking where you are right now and moving forward. You know, some people are still living in the past. Some people are still living in, in, in way, way back in the past and like, hey, remember the good old days? And I'm more like, hey, you know, think about what's happening here now in the present and how can how can we move through the future? So knowing how to accept, overcome, and work around the issues that we're experiencing. So moving on here in this article, keep learning, developing, and exploring. You're bound to find preppers that say if plan A fails, you have a whole alphabet of plans to go through before you give up. If you're going to move from one plan to another, then you need to be open to new information at all times. Even if you think you know everything about a particular topic, keep researching, learning, and experimenting. This includes studying related fields where you might pick up different theories and concepts that can be adapted for use in other areas of survival skill development. Overall, the most adaptable people never stop asking questions and looking for answers. When you stop asking questions, it means that you have reached a point where adapting and changing are good are going to be limited. It may also mean you doubt yourself or your ability to learn something new. This can undermine confidence more than anything else. In a crisis situation, you may need to go through the trial and error process dozens of times. As long as you are asking questions, then there is a chance you will hit on the right answer. So I love that paragraph kind of going back a little bit to what I was talking about is when you're, you're not adapting, you get stuck in the past and it's like, you can't move forward. It's like me, like you want to go back there, right? You, you want to go back, you know, to the, to the past and you want things the way that they were. And like, I'm not going to move until, you know, things go back to the way they, they are. And then fine. I mean, you're kind of stuck in that situation. And then if you're responsible for a family, you know, you have a spouse and, and all those kinds of things that can be really harmful to, you know, where your, your family goes, you know, financially, and then uh, just in the whole survival aspect in the preparedness aspect of it, being able to continue to ask questions, you know, and continuing to move forward. Uh, I saw somebody that was, uh, that said on social media here, because the Joe Rogan thing is like blowing up. And if you're not familiar with what's going on um, for Joe Rogan, he's a, a big podcaster and uh, Spotify is pulling down some of his older podcasts. And I saw somebody post, and I'm not exactly sure where it was. It's like, Hey, you know, you can sit there and you can get all caught up in the Joe Rogan thing, or you can figure out what you need, you know, to, for yourself and for your family to continue to move forward, continue to prep. Because you kind of see where things are going. Things in this world are so crazy right now. So moving on here in this section, one of the biggest secrets of being adaptable is knowing the difference between asking questions and being confused. When you are asking questions, you seek to obtain information that will either fit into a pre-existing plan or it may be used to make useful adjustments. On the other hand, when you are confused, you may not have the experience or knowledge to know that you need to pursue another path to success. If you are confused, asking questions can help you gain clarity. However, the usefulness of the answers you get will only be as good as the questions you ask. That is one reason why I love the email group. So many people ask questions and there's so much information, so, so much advice uh, moving through that group. I, I greatly appreciate that. So moving on to this next section, it says make plans, but keep them flexible. 
So consider a situation where you are focusing your prepper budget and skill set development on obtaining clean water. By the time you factor in how to obtain water from multiple resources like lakes, ponds, rivers, the ground, underground waterways, the air, plant leaves, animal remains, morning dew, and salt water, and how to purify that water like bone char, sari cloths, charcoal, sand, distilling, and boiling, you can easily make one or two plans with dozens of optional branches. There is an easy way to format your plans for maximum flexibility without losing sight of your goals. Start out by saying if these factors are present in the situation, then do the following things. Else, do the following things. So continue making else clauses for each option that you can apply to the situation as listed in the if statement. So you may need many if statements to cover every single scenario that you may encounter. For obtaining potable water, you might build your if statement around locations such as desert, city, mountains, near the ocean, or you can build them around a specific situation such as during hurricanes, after a nuclear strike, or anything else that you want to develop a plan of action. People that adapt easily to sudden or major changes are the ones most likely to survive just about any kind of crisis. So practice your skills, be confident in yourself, plan carefully, and always safeguard and seek to improve your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and social health. When you're in the best position possible, you will always find it easier to make the kinds of choices that will improve your chances of keeping yourself and your loved ones safe. All right, I want to jump back up to the uh, if statements because then after that last paragraph, Selko comes in and he leaves uh, some comments here uh, in this article. But I want to go back to this if statement here. I think it would have been really good if they would have given an example of how to do this. So staying with the hurricane and the water situation. So you can start off by saying, okay, um, if the water is not potable and I need water to drink, uh, then I can boil water, right? So I can boil water on my stove. So that's that's one of those, right? So else, if you use that else, uh, then. So else, if the gas goes out, then I can boil water using my camping stove. Else, if my camping stove goes out, then I can boil water on my barbecue grill, gas grill, if that goes out, then I can boil water using, um, you know, using a top-up draft, uh, you know, camping stove. I can I can do that. If that goes out, then I can boil water just by making a fire on the ground, you know. And so you just have these statements that you continue going through, and like, hey, this is kind of a, it's kind of that redundancy aspect of it, you know. How can I do this in so many different ways so that I can take care of my family and I can be prepared? So that aspect kind of plays into it. So sometimes that's a good, uh, I guess, exercise to go through, and and um, you know to be able to see you know what other options you have in being able to be adaptable in whatever kind of situation you might be in. So let's read Selko's comments here. So Carmela raises some excellent points in this article. Adaptability is very often formulated in a way that you need to act or not act in split seconds based on your mindset that you achieved both through mentally processing, thinking of sorts, understanding of the world around you, and learned skills. It is easy and correct to say that you need to adapt to the new world around you. 
If you do not have running water, you will not take regular showers and you will still function and be alive. And so how, how relevant is that right now, right? It's easy to say that you need to adapt to the new world around you. I know people don't like to hear the new normal, but you know, it's just like the reality of it is, is that there's going to be changes that happen in our supply lines, things that are going on right now. People are having to adapt right now. So continuing on here, if you do not have your favorite food, you will adapt to that and so on and so on. But let me give you one real life experience story. In the chaos when SHTF and armed groups started with terrorizing people in the days just before everybody realized that the law was gone for a long time, I was trying to get something useful from the ruined grocery store. On my way back, some 20 meters from the shop, five or six guys were badly beating a man on the street. In the moment when they saw me, I saw them too. I could not go back. Only choice was to go right up next to them. They were pretty drunk. The guy who they beat was down on the ground covered in blood. When I was right next to them, two of them looked at me, and on the face of one of them, I almost saw the question, what are you looking at? Maybe in the split second before he asked me that, I yelled at them, mess him up, man, go for it. All of them put a happy smile on their face and yelled something like, yeah, dude, woohoo, and stuff like that. In that moment, I simply made a connection with them. I put myself on their side. That lasted for a moment only, but I just needed that moment. I passed them and I was safe. I thought later about that a lot and I concluded that I did not create that plan. Words simply came out from my mouth. It was a gut instinct. If I did not do that, the guy would probably have asked me, what are you looking at question, and then would have simply started beating me. It's not my bravest moment in life. But again, I am talking here about real life experience, not nice stories. The point here is sometimes you will be forced to adapt and act very fast and in the way that you do not like and will not be proud about late about it later on. But it is about adapting to things that you do not like, but you will be forced to adapt in order to survive. In the SHTF, there will be some very ugly things that you will have to adapt to. All right, so a lot of the topics, you know, when when you read on uh, SHTF school, it was coming from, you know, that SHTF moment. And definitely there are different types of SHTF moments. I mean, when you read someone like Selko, who really experienced like, you know, a year in hell. And I think actually, I think that was like the subtitle of, of the, the website for a long time. And then you throw that up against like uh, uh, Fernando Aguirre, who, you know, was in Argentina. And then you, uh, you know, the, the, the guy who writes for the organic prepper and talks about Venezuela, they're all different SHTF types of scenarios, right? And so learning how to adapt to it, you know, the way that Selko adapted in, um, in, in Bosnia is very different to the way that Fernando had to adapt in Argentina. And so, when you look at all of this, I mean, I think for us in America, it kind of feels more like Argentina with the economic situation and not being able to find everything that we want to find. I mean, things like jars are still, you know, hard to find in some places and people are still not able to find like canning lids and, and all those different kinds of things. You go to the grocery store and really going to the grocery store yesterday morning, uh, I've always said I go like Saturday morning, early morning. Nobody's there. It was uh, it was really really cold, uh, but I I went out and so uh, nobody nobody was there extra because uh, <laughs> it was extra empty in the store because I think it was so cold. But 
I, I just started to notice that there were some things that weren't there. For instance, there was no tomatoes at all ever to find in the store. I'm like, I've never seen anything like that. And I know that it's kind of crazy where we're at. And you might be listening to this and you're not in, in the United States, but we just get things imported all the time. And there's always tomatoes at the grocery store. Like you've never, ever not seen tomatoes there. And so I was just kind of really, that was on my list to grab a couple of tomatoes. And I was like really blown away by that. I'm like, you know, I'm like, wow, tomatoes. You never expect that not to be there. So maybe if there was some kind of recipe that I needed for, you know, tomatoes, but I didn't have them, you know, I needed to be able to be, to, to adapt to that, or at least my wife needed to be able to adapt to the, the recipe, you know, uh, if, if it required that and maybe, you know, there's some tomato paste or something along those lines that she could have used. Um, if it was, she needed like real tomato slice of tomatoes, you just might just go without because there's nothing there. There's nothing available there. When I was going through the, the aisle, one of the things I was getting was noodles and I was looking for, uh, egg noodles. Right. And, and so there was only two packages left and I, I got kind of low to the ground and I saw them back there and I, and I grabbed them and uh, was able to get what, you know, was on the list. But if I wouldn't have been able to get that, I would have had to go with another different kind of noodle and I would, would have just had to adapt. You know, the, all the pasta was kind of, uh, kind of wiped out, but there were still other options, right? Elbow, macaroni, noodles, you know, whatever, you know, all the different kinds of things that were there. So, you know, it's one of those things, I think, and really the grocery store, going to the grocery store and seeing some holes there, which could have been that, you know, later that day, those holes get filled. You know, it could have been that the the truck with the tomatoes just didn't get there in time. And uh, maybe they're, you know, on the road, whatever. I, I don't I don't know, you know, um, but it could be that just they weren't stocked at that time. And maybe being adaptable is you have to go to the grocery store at a different time or, you know, you have to go later on that day or in the evening time when they're stocking to be able to to, to get everything you want. I think that's a, a really good thing to do is talk to a stalker and ask them, hey, when do y'all stock? Are there any days when you like really do big stocking, you know, like you're really stocking shelves and, and go right after that time period. So to, to maximize being able to get everything that you want to get. but I think that's where we're at when, you know, you hear about people not being able to get parts for, to fix their vehicles. Well, then you need to be adapt. Uh, you need to be able to adapt. What does that mean? Are you carpooling with someone to get to work? Are you taking the bus? Are you riding your bike? I mean, how do, how are you going to adapt to that situation? Are you having to take a pay cut? Are you having to, you know, uh, rearrange some some things there? I mean, how are you going to adapt to paying your bills and 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 things, you know, things along those lines? And we just this last week, um, the last couple of days, we went through like a, another cold time here, and it wasn't anything like the the freeze that we had last year with Hurricane Yuri. But some people were kind of freaking out about it. They're like, "Hey, we don't want busted pipes and things like that," but you know, with the roads being closed down because there was ice on, uh, on the overpass and on the roads. I mean, people had to adapt. I mean, people were going into work and people were going into, you know, to school and people were, you know, had plans that day and they were rearranging their plans. They were having to adapt. The thing is, is that I think we're going to be in this scenario where we're going to have to adapt more than usual. And so, 
in doing that, there's going to be people that don't like it. There's going to be people that just don't want to adapt. They don't like it. They, again, going back to, I want it to go back to the way it used to be. And there's going to be some people that are just going to lose it. Don't let that be part of your uh, the way that you're operating, right? Learn to adapt now. Learn to like, hey, I'm going to roll with the punches. I'm going to make the very best of it. I'm not going to, you know, fly off the handle, let my family see all the stress and all the anxiety that I have. I'm going to adapt. I'm going to use it as a game. I'm going to use it as a challenge. How can I adapt and move forward? You might not like it. You you might not like where we are right now, but I think that's going to be the case a lot moving forward. And we might need to be doing that more and more and more here in the near future. And that's just kind of like a feeling that you get, right? That sinking feeling, that nasty feeling that things are only going to continue to progress worse. I don't think things are going to get a whole lot better. Um, I just That's just my personal view. And uh, I hope, to be honest with you, I hope that I'm wrong. But I think having the skills to adapt is going to be very, very crucial for anybody wanting to live in this, in this world and, and moving forward. Well, everyone, that is it for this episode. I'm going to link to this article if you want to go check it out. There's a lot of links that you can bounce uh, off into. And then, you know, it goes to Web Archive. So uh, a lot of the links, um, because this is an older article and it's not on the website still, it takes a little while for those links to load, but they will load. But I'm also going to link to SHTF School if you want to go check out Selco's website. It's a lot of good information over there. And, uh, you know, a lot of older articles you can go and peruse and and uh, get some information from a, from a point of view of someone who really went through like hell, right? It wasn't just like economic collapse. It, it was like real hell with uh, having to scavenge and having to hide and, and all those different kinds of things for a whole year. So you you can go check that out. Well, guys, that's it for 730, episode 730. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best preparedness, self-reliant, homesteading articles that are on the web And we also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.